The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the queen of the south will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will rise, arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. There's, um, I, I think, when I first heard about how Pope John the Twenty Third was a, a very funny man. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, you know, made me realize too that really in any state of life we often appreciate those that, that have kind of a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, that know how to lighten the mood and, and and be able to kind of break things down in a way that, that that kind of makes us all laugh. But I think one of the funnier things that I ever heard that he had said was. In an interview, they asked him um, how many people work in the Vatican, and he said, about half. And so I, and I always thought that that was just kind of a riot. And, um, and so it was, it was just a funny one, and it reminded me of another, one, another person I know who worked in Rome. And, you know, she's from the United States, and, uh, and one time her supervisor had said she worked for, for the Vatican. It told her to take more coffee breaks take a little bit more breaks because she was making everybody else look bad <laughs> because it was like an American work ethic compared to the Italian work ethic apparently was evidently very different. And so I just thought that was a very funny thing. But, uh, you know, one of the things that really did come out of the Second Vatican Council that was a very strong emphasis, that was an important one, um, was kind of a re, not that this didn't exist before, but sometimes we just didn't emphasize it, was the universal call to holiness, that, that every single one of us in this church is called to holiness, not just people that have like specific religious vocations or anything like that. And so as we look at our first reading today, I thought that, you know, it'd be just great to put it like this. There's a, there's a portion towards the end. Through him we have received the grace of apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the Gentiles, among whom are you also who are called to belong to Jesus Christ to all the beloved of God in Beaverton, called to be holy. <laughs> you know, so if you were just replaced where we live today with Rome, it's the same call. You know, that there's this great call that all of us in Jesus Christ are called to be holy people. And so that, that looks a little bit different sometimes because of our, our state in life, because of, you know, whether we have a family, whether we're clergy, whether we're, um, you know, religious who are in a convent or a monastery or something like that. But the call is to continue to get closer to Christ and to continue to live a virtuous life. And to do that, you know, we just have to be confronted with the fact that there are um, some sins in our life. Sometimes we struggle with things that are a little bit more habitual. You know, I think uh, many of us have had the experience where you go into the confessional and you sort of say like, Father, I'm 
I'm sorry for confessing the same thing. Um, it, it tends to be something that, that many of us will, will struggle with. There, there sometimes are things that tend to attrap, entrap us a little bit more than, than other things. But we're even called to cast those aside. It, it, we just do our best. We continue to work on them, though. We always persevere in overcoming those obstacles in our life of sin so that we continue to be more virtuous people because that's truly the way that Christ lived his life. I, I'm constantly impressed just by when Jesus is persecuted and when people approach him in an unjust way, not really seeing the big picture that he doesn't, he often doesn't really explain himself or make excuses for himself. But, um, you know, he approaches people with mercy and a certain kindness. And, and then we find and realize that's a really hard thing to do. <laughs> you know, when, when people do that to us, when they're sort of mean to us, it's very hard to not retaliate or, or, or like fight, fight words directly with those other things. But it's an amazing example of, of humility that, that the Lord gives us. And I think some of you know that um, the, the patroness at the North American College is Our Lady of Humility. And uh, before I make my Mass intention here, before every Mass, I always ask for the, the intercession of Our Lady of Humility, specifically. And um, the Litany of Humility, I find to be a very, very powerful litany in the Church as well. It just kind of reminds us, um, you know, that we are called to be holy, and that we're also called to lift others' holiness, sometimes even above ourselves, um, which is a hard, hard thing to do. Uh, but we're reminded today, in the words of St. Paul, that uh, we're all called to be holy. But also we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. Sometimes even great saints uh, were able to do that. We're able to realize that, you know, um, th there's a reason that the Lord gave us humor in our life. It's an effective tool in a lot of different ways. And so God bless you all today.